I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Hey friends, welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Together we are using our voices to walk alongside women navigating infertility and motherhood. I'm Holly and I'm so happy you're tuning in today. Hey friends, and I'm Nicole. Let me tell you a little bit about 1212 Ministries and why this podcast exists. 1212 Ministries creates a safe space for emotional restoration, physical healing, and spiritual discipleship for women who have or are experiencing infertility. We want to share hope in the hard things and encourage you to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Our heart behind this podcast is to make sure that no woman walks this journey alone. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. We are so excited that you are here. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are a regular listener, hey, welcome back. Um, But just wanted to jump in and just let you know, first things first, the goal of this podcast episode today is to show you and anyone that's feeling anxious about the holiday season, you know, I know you've got some questions. There's going to be some family gatherings, some parties, all of the things. But we want to remind you today that you are not alone and just share some helpful hints on how you can keep your cool and keep the Lord first this holiday season. Yes. So good, Nicole. Okay. So we're just going to jump right in to the yeah. meat of all of this. Um So the first thing that I just want to identify with you and help you recognize is that you are going to be triggered um, by things around the holiday season, whether it's a commercial, uh, whether it's, I don't, there's just, it's all family-based, kids meeting Santa, whatever that looks like. Um, So I just wanted to tell you a personal story that happened to me when we were in, I want to say like year four or five of trying, and it was Christmas morning. All of my nephews were opening presents and their stockings and all of that. And I was like, I was like, I'm good. Like this is special and sweet. And it was. It doesn't discount that in any way. But I had to, all of a sudden it just hit me like this heaviness and this mm-hmm. this like grief, this burden of grief that I was not having a child sitting with my nephews to open stockings and presents and all of that. Um so I had to run. I ran out of the room because I didn't want my sister-in-laws to see me. Both of them were super aware. And we were at my in-laws this year. So both of them were super aware of everything I was going through and very caring and considerate through all of it. But I lost it in the hallway. I think I ran into my husband like as I was trying to exit the school. And he gave me a hug and was like, it's okay. And then my mother-in-law, who also has been extremely sweet and encouraging to me, was like, Holly, it's okay. Like, it's normal for you to feel that way. And we're just going to believe 
that you'll get to do this someday, something along those lines. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying all of that to say, you need to start now preparing your heart and your mind with just the scripture and the verses about peace and how um, the Lord is with you in it. So I wrote down Isaiah 26, three, which says you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Um, I think just reminding yourself that the Lord is with us and his presence is one that is peace filled and steadfast when we feel a little off or out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also found this verse, which helped me to just remember that the Lord knows that waiting is hard. He knows that the process of growing our faith is really difficult and painful. Mm -hmm. So Psalms 27, 14 and the new living translation says, wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous. Yes. Wait patiently for the Lord. Um, I love that it said like he's acknowledging that it takes bravery and courage and and being courageous to walk through waiting. It's not for the faint of heart. It's no. not he's not like dismissing it or downplaying it. Um he sees you in it and he wants to help you wait well in your journey. Amen. Yes. I have oh, I have another. This is the same verse just a different translation. Yes. But sorry, I'm I'm just going. Um The New King James Version says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, Mm -hmm. I say, on the Lord. So I think, again, he's recognizing and he knows that true surrender requires, um, true surrender in the wait requires courage and faith. And I know that does not make sense when you're waiting. Like It doesn't make sense to have courage Mm -hmm. um, and have faith when you're waiting because it's hard. It's not easy. So I think just asking the Lord to coat you in that courage, patience, and faith will strengthen you beyond what makes any sense in the natural. So good. Okay, so you're just telling us to prepare our heart yes. and our mind right now because, yes, we are going to be triggered by yes. absolutely everything. <laughs> TV, yes. church, yes, friends, family, social media, just all of the things. I love, love, love those verses, especially just how talking about weight requires courage and faith. Yes. Yep. Amen, girl. Big, big, big. Okay. Number two, we're going to draw a boundary and know who is safe to talk to and when to end the conversation. I think this is big. Yes. Yes. This is something that I'm a people pleaser. So this is not easy for me. Yeah. Even now. I'm with you. I'm a people. I'm a, I'll, I'll say I'm a recovering people pleaser. I'm going to say that. And so, yes, I will stay in a conversation and just, just to please that person. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm listening. (laughs) Yes. Knowing that my heart is breaking tears are, you know, welling Mm -hmm. up in my eyes and just like, it's okay. It's okay for us to say, you know, and it's okay for us to draw that boundary and just say like, Hey, I cannot have this conversation right now or yes. can we pick this up or this is really heavy on my heart right now. Can yep. we end this? <laughs> I, true. I mean, even me running out of the room on Christmas morning, my sister-in-laws did not even know that it happened. So mm-hmm. like not making it dramatic, but removing yourself from a situation is a very healthy response. Yes. And, and it is okay for a moment. Then you come back, like gather yourself and come back. Holly, I love that you said that, that it's okay for a moment. 
that we don't have to stay. We don't have to live there, but also giving yourself permission to, to have that moment. It's okay. And again, the Lord can take it. He's not disappointed in you that, that you had that moment of, of heartbreak and you're crying and just so upset. Like he wants to see you be you. Yes. You can. It's okay. Like it really is okay to do that. Yes. And I, this just popped in my head, but I feel like it's such a testament of God and your relationship with him and understanding his love for you to be able to walk through that and still turn back to your faith, even in the waiting, even yes. in the yeah. not like no diagnosis or unexplained infertility or failed mm-hmm. IUIs. You are a testament to every family member that's around you in that season when you like stick with the Lord, when it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Yes. And then too, I love this is that you don't owe anyone anything. Like you don't have to share your no. family planning next steps. You don't have, you don't have to do that if you don't feel comfortable with that. So okay. be confident in, in that knowing like, Hey, I don't have to share everything or just saying and being honest, Hey, this is something that is emotional for us. It's really heavy. We are going to keep this private at this time. And at the right time, <laughs> we will share something, you know, when either when we have something different or we have some news to share. Yes. And I want to say too, I think even after like we were blessed with Kenley through IVF and I'm so thankful for that, but I still am triggered by things. Like Mm -hmm. there was a Disney short film about this kid with a Mickey mouse that I just saw and like passing it down to a sibling and I'm watching it with Kenley and I'm like trying to keep it together. But I felt like the Lord was trying to show me and remind me like, you need to remember not in a cruel way, but like allowing my heart to remember that grief so that we can come alongside you, the listener and, and be in this with you. Like there's nothing wrong with you for feeling these waves of emotions. Um, so yeah, I used to always tell family when they would ask, I would just say, we're working on it. Like mm-hmm. we're trying our best. Yeah. Cause I didn't know what else to say. And it's okay to just say that. Yes. So, and I do want to say just again, you're not failing anyone. I know no. like, when we're walking through that season of infertility mm-hmm. of loss is that, um, you know, especially in those family gatherings, when you see everyone, you see growing families or children that you think that you are a failure and that you are alone and you are not. No, you are not. God has a perfect plan for you and it just looks different from everyone else. And that's okay. It's so good. Yes. And if someone has like a sassy response to you saying, I really can't talk about this, that is on them. That response that unhealthy, whatever that is, if that's not an emotionally healthy response, you can just say, I ha- like, I need to step away or it, you don't, it's not your job to fix their response to your situation. That's between yes. them and the Lord. And if they don't know the Lord, then just remind yourself of that as well. Mm-hmm. And you responding in a loving way is what Jesus would do and won't make sense to them. And they might, they might push, but I would just say, remove yourself from that situation. Yes. Um, okay. So the third thing, and you kind of just touched on it, well, underneath it, I wrote a little bit about this, but just remembering that the reason for celebrating the holidays is not a judgment of you or the status of you as a mother or the status of your womb. I think I remember going to parties and things and thinking they're immediately going to ask me where we're at with treatment, like Mm -hmm. what we're doing. That is not 
although your friends that know you well have the right to ask you that if you've given them permission and they're in your story with you. But just remember that is not, people don't look at you when you walk in a Christmas party and think, oh, she should have her baby or, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not what people are thinking that truly love you. So don't let the enemy play that real in your head of, oh, they're all thinking about it. Or I remember just getting insecure about thinking they were thinking that when they saw me, which is just like this crazy thought pattern. Um, but just kind of re restating what Nicole said, like your husband's love for you, your family's love for you, your mom, your mother-in-law, none of them are loving you any less for not carrying a newborn into this Christmas holiday season or having a, a pregnant belly. That's not They've loved you before this was even part of your story. Yes. Um, yeah. And if your family's not healthy and they say strange things to you, again, opportunity for you to just blow them away with the grace of the Lord in that situation. Yes. Because it doesn't make sense That's at all. Awesome. That's really, really good. Okay, wait, Holly, tell the story really quick about John wanting to oh buy gosh. the minivan. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I, I forgot about this actually. So I, John's always wanted a minivan. And sweet man, I was like, I don't want a minivan that is empty when we like don't have kit. It was like such a triggering thing. So he ended up buying me a different car, but that just like coincides with that, like realizing your spouse's love for you, all of that is not conditional on whether you have a car full of kids. Like, oh, when you stood at the altar, it didn't say, I promise to pop out three kids and have a dog. No, that's not like the dream of the family and the dream that God has placed in each of us to have a family is 100% from him. But I think the enemy can start to spin that and make you think that you failed. And that the, I remember thinking like, I don't want to have this empty car and be in it by myself and feel like sad or whatever. And so I think I even would vocalize those things to John and he would be like, I don't feel that way about you at all. Like, I don't feel like you failed. And I would just like, I, even to this day, I'll say things to him and he's like, nope, definitely not feeling that about you. That's not from the Lord. Um, So I think just, just reminding yourself again, like the status of you and your womb. And if you're wearing a maternity shirt or you're holding a swaddled baby, that is not, that is not conditional. That is not something where someone's going to love you more or less because of it. I think just remembering that and reminding yourself that the enemy is going to use the weirdest things to come at you in the holidays because he will because he's creepy and gross. So gross. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And and two, I think we just need to find our person, like find your person right now who you are going to go to find your safe, safe space. Tell your husband what is the safe word so he can help you and support (laughs) you. Like if you got to get out of there, if something has to happen. Like, Amen. You know, start start planning that now, um, and again, just asking the Lord, you know, for discernment on who you can talk with and who you can share um, your intimate details with, um, and just allowing them to be there for you. I yes. think sometimes too that we you know have our person, but then we want to like put this front on that we're like, oh, we're fine. You know, I don't need any help. But really saying like, hey, hey, friend, I do need some help. Can you help me? Yep. Absolutely. And I think about this too, something that John's taught me because I tend, he like jokes that I'll tell random people that I love them. I really do love people quickly, but because of that, I want to like disclose things that they're not 
and the state of our relationship, like they don't need to know that. That's not something I have to share. Um, so I think about this verse a lot. It's in Matthew um, chapter seven, verse six, and it talks about, it says, in the NIV, it says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. It's pretty, it's pretty violent um, <laughs> sounding. But just remembering you do not have to share things with people that don't know the Lord in a way that they can be encouraging back to you. If you want to share it with them to like show how you're trusting God through it, that's one thing. But if you're going to tell them like, Oh, my, my transfer failed or whatever, you know that their response back is, I don't, it might be, it's not going to be scripturally like encouraging to you or biblically backed. So it's not going to, it's not going to bring you that encouragement and that hope that you're wanting. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't need to share things with people that you've just met or that aren't emotionally stable or healthy enough to respond in a way that aligns with your heart and your relationship with the Lord. Yes. So yeah, don't, don't throw them pearls to the pigs people. (laughs) Don't, don't do it. So friends, as you're walking into this holiday season, just know we are here for you. Okay, I'm going to give you our 1212 number. You can text us whatever you need over the holidays. Like we are here for you. Okay, we're going to put it in the show notes as well, but it's 469-476-2212. We want to hear from you if you need prayer, if you need just whatever, reach out to us. We've got your back Um, because, yeah, we know. We're walking into the holiday season heavy too, you know, just with, within our own stories. And so we see you, you are not alone. I, this is strange, but the Lord just put this on my heart. So I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to pray like a really brief prayer. Yes. Um, Just that someone might need to hear before they step into something. Okay. Lord, I ask that you would just go before and behind these women as they walk into every Christmas party, every family celebration Anything where they're feeling like they're lacking, Lord, I ask that you would fill them with peace, with comfort that only comes from you. I ask that you would fill their mouths with the right words to say and when to end a conversation if they need to in a loving way. And I ask that you would let them feel seen and heard and not discounted this holiday season. It's in your name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay, ladies, we're here for you. We love you. I told you I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs>